Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sports with your host, Sarah Holland. Today we are talking Washington Nationals baseball. I'm going to be giving you guys just a little quick and brief update and season preview for this year's Nationals team. So as many of you know, we are a few days away from some real baseball. You guys, I cannot contain my excitement for um, watching some real sports. Let's talk about this opening day. So opening day 2020 is going to be an extremely weird one. As we all know, there's many odd and weird circumstances that are being implemented into the league, obviously due to COVID. I think looking past those circumstances and all of that, the Washington Nationals are going to have to work extremely hard if they want to be the first team to repeat as World Series champions since the 2000 New York Yankees. So getting right into this uh, season preview, I just want to talk a little bit about what the Nats are going to have to prove this season if they want to be uh, legitimate contenders for another World Series. So the Nats are going to have to prove that their lineup can stay productive and it can survive without all-star third baseman Anthony Rendon, who's now a member of the Angels, in case you weren't aware, which is very sad to me because I've always loved Anthony Rendon. He was one of my favorite players to wear a Washington Nationals uniform, and it's sad to see him go, but obviously he's been gone for months, so I'm going to have to get over it at some point, but not only are the Nats going to have to prove that they can survive offensively and defensively without Anthony Rendon, I think you have to take a look at how much are they going to rely on their starting rotation. The Nationals are entering 2020 carrying the same trio of starting pitchers with Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, and Patrick Corbin, and they all combined for a 3.18 ERA across roughly 583 innings last season. So, I honestly love the Nats starting rotation um, behind the three aces. We have Anibal Sanchez and then Austin Voth, who will likely be the fifth starter. So you're not going to find a lot of flaws when you look at this Nats starting rotation. I think it's one of the best in the MLB, if not the best. However, the questions begin to pop out when you take a look at their bullpen. Um, and I feel like this is the standard question every year for the Nats. As of recently, at least, it's been how good is their bullpen going to be? What are they going to look like? And last season, it was the worst of the National League. Um, they had a 5.68 ERA, worst in blown saves with 29, and had a whip of 1.48. So their bullpen was and is still a concern, to say the least. They did make an addition with former Astros Will Harris, who was brought in to join Daniel Hudson and Sean Doolittle at the top of the staff, but how much is that going to help? Honestly, I think for now at least, it seems that Davey Martinez and the Nats will have to get the most out of their starters and try to just take them as long as possible on the mound um, if they want to be successful in the circle. So that's really all I have to say about pitching. Um, let's move on to the projected lineup. So there are some questions throughout the Nats lineup, but I think even with those questions, 
the Nats lineup stacks up pretty well against the rest of the National League, if I'm being honest. With a legitimate MVP contender in Juan Soto, they also have many complementary pieces throughout the lineup, such as Trey Turner, Adam Eaton, and obviously Howie Kendrick. So if we're taking a look at this starting lineup, we have Trey Turner obviously leading off, and then we have Adam Eaton playing right field, and then I know the third spot has been kind of iffy. Some people have had different opinions about who should be batting third, but I have Starling Castro, who will play second base for the Nats, and then obviously fourth is Juan Soto, who will be in left field, <clears throat> and then fifth, um, I have Eric Thames or Howie Kendrick playing first base. I'm thinking it's going to be Thames more, but obviously, again, I think they're going to limit Howie Kendrick's role just so he can stay healthy, but you could maybe see him playing a little bit of first this season in the sixth spot. Again, Eric Thames, Howie Kendrick, or Azdrubal Cabrera for DH. Yeah, I think in DH it's mostly going to be Howie, but Davey Martinez said recently that you could see Azdrubal Cabrera there as well. So, And then taking a look at the seventh spot, I have Carter Keboom as our third baseman. He could be interchanged with Azdrubal Cabrera. And then eighth, Kurt Suzuki, Jan Gomes, obviously our catchers. And then in the ninth spot, I have Victor Robles, our center fielder. So looking at this projected lineup, I'm not mad at it. I love Juan Soto as the center of the lineup. I mean, who could be mad at that? So I, and I also love, I love Adam Eaton in the second spot. So I'm not mad taking a look at this lineup. I think the Nats have many opportunities to be successful with this lineup. So yeah, I'm not mad at it, but obviously new to this lineup, we have Starling Castro and Eric Thames. Um, you'll see a lot of Eric Thames this season at first base because Ryan Zimmerman has decided to opt out of this season. So it will be no Ryan Zimmerman for a whole season, which is going to be very weird for me. At least I know I can speak for many Nats fans. Not seeing Ryan Zimmerman suit up for a season is going to be very strange. But yeah, and then obviously designated hitter is being introduced into both leagues now so the Nats will have opportunities to start Howie Kendrick or Eric Thames every day again Cabrera could also be seen in that DH spot so expect to see um as Drupal there sometimes but I think beyond their starting lineup the Nats also have a great bench and I think they sport one of the better benches in the MLB with Michael A. Taylor, who's coming off a very good postseason um, as our fourth outfielder. And and then Howie Kendrick, who again, won't we probably won't see him as much on the field just so he can stay healthy. But um, yeah, I think obviously losing Rendon is a big blow to not only our offense, but to our defense as well. So um, the Nats still have... 21-year-old Juan Soto. We still have star shortstop Trey Turner. Um, again, I mentioned this before, but Adam Eaton, love him in the two spot. And I think Victor Robles is going to be hungry to improve his game tremendously. So I expect to see great things from him this season as well. So I'm loving this lineup. Um, I think Nats fans can have faith, especially from what happened last season. 
anything and everything can happen. So I'm excited to see what this Nats team can do offensively without Anthony Rendon. Um, so just discussing some other big questions heading in to this season, I think one that pops out at me a lot is third base, which third base has always been a pretty consistent position with the Nationals, uh, with Ryan Zimmerman and then Anthony Rendon. So now that it's obviously an open spot, I think that brings in a lot of questions. And right now, a lot of people are looking at Carter Keboom. And I think what you have to, you know, ask about that is, is Carter Keboom, how is he going to look at their base? And will he be productive at the plate? Last year, Keboom played 11 games in the big leagues. He hit 128 and he committed four errors in those 11 games. I mean, for me, at least, I think Keboom needs to improve defensively way more because he produced great numbers at the plate in the minors. He hit 287, had 45 home runs, and I'm not really as worried about his offensive game. I'm assuming he's going to catch up to big league pitching soon, but he has extremely big shoes to fill at the hot corner. And I think the only way to let him fully become comfortable and be a shutdown third baseman is that Davey Martinez has to let Kibum play there. And if he makes mistakes, leave him in, let him get more accustomed and gain experience to a new position. And I think that could help his performance tremendously. Again, this guy is 22 years old. He has a lot of pressure weighing down on him to step in and perform like Anthony Rendon. And I can already tell comparisons will be made left and right throughout the season. And what I'm wondering is, you know, if Keboom goes out to third, makes an error, and is hitting the next inning, will that affect his at-bat? Again, he's fairly new to the league, adjusting to a whole new position. He was a middle infielder for the majority of his career in the minors. So it's going to be very tough, especially at the major league level, adjusting to a whole new position and having to fill the shoes of Anthony Rendon will not that's not going to be easy at all so this season I think is going to be a tough one for Carter Keboom um, but he'll have the opportunity to really build his mentality as a player which I think is also very great and to me it's also interesting to see you know how will Davey treat Keboom, knowing that he has veteran Azdrubal Cabrera waiting in the background. Because earlier this month, um, Keboom was named the starter. And more recently, Davey Martinez has sort of stepped away from, you know, Keboom's our guy, he's going to start every game, to you might see Azdrubal in there a little bit. Because Cabrera, you know, is a longtime big league shortstop and second baseman who you know, he hasn't played as nearly as much third, but did look pretty smooth in some inter-squad games. So I think opening day, you'll most likely see Cabrera get the nod for third base against the Yankees on Thursday night. Um, but then again, Keboom will ultimately play most days this season, but it does appear, you know, that there will be times when Martinez is going to prefer the veteran. And to me, opening night against Garrett Cole will probably be one of those nights. So, especially if you take a look at this stat, 
Last season, right-handed hitters had an on-base percentage of 566 against Garrett Cole. So that's a very big problem, obviously. Cabrera being a left-handed hitter, I think, just gives him that edge over Kiboom, and we might see Kiboom a little bit later in the series, and, um, you know, especially when the Yankees are throwing a left-handed pitcher. So the shoes to fill of Anthony Rendon are not easy ones to fill, obviously, but it has to be done. And the Nats are pretty positive that Kiboom could be their guy for that. I hope Carter Kiboom is their guy for that. I really like him. I think he is an amazing player. So I'm excited to see what he can do this season. But sort of just wrapping up this season preview, again, a super quick one. By no means is this a perfect team. But then again, neither was last year's team. And they went out and won the World Series. So I think the Nats should be contenders all season long. I'm very excited to see the Nets host the Yankees on Thursday night. Many of my friends are Yankees fans, so it's going to be pretty fun to watch that. And although this season's going to be an odd one, I'm excited to see what the Nats will be able to do in 60 games. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode. You guys will be hearing from me quite a bit in the next couple of weeks as sports begin to slowly resume play, so stay tuned. And again, thank you for listening.